Welcome to episode 60 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. And today I'm joined by our March customer of the month, Peyton Hodges. Peyton and I will be chatting about living in Thomasville, what books he would recommend if he were a bookseller, our passion for book clubs, and what we're reading right now. Before we get started, just a quick reminder again to rate and review us on iTunes. I know I say this every week, but that's because it is so important to the bookshelf and to the podcast that you spread the word about what you love about the show. If you would just click through the link that's in the show notes, it'll help you just quickly rate and review us. It's super fast, super easy, and really does us a whole lot of good um, and getting spreading the word about the podcast. So if you will do that, I would so appreciate it. Now let's go ahead and get started. Hi, Peyton. Hey, Annie. <laughs> Welcome to my home. It's very nice. Thanks. Uh, there's a fireplace. No uh, fire today. There's no books here. I'm a little surprised there's what? not a single bookshelf or... This room is filled <laughs> with books. It's a little radio humor. <laughs> uh, okay, so tell me, first of all, what brought you to Thomasville? Well, I grew up in Pelham, Georgia, which is a tiny town about like 25 minutes north. Okay. And to Pelham, Thomasville was the big city, like the nearest big city. Okay. So we would go to church here and we could eat at Burger King afterwards <laughs> or Quincy's back Quincy's. when that existed. Yes, they're rolls. Yeah, they're rolls. That's all I remember about it. <laughs> Me too. It. So I, I, I never lived in Thomasville until I was in my 20s, and I spent like eight months here in a house with a bunch of guys that was pretty terrible. <laughs> that was back when uh, Broad Street Bean Co. was open on Broad. What? In the same building that Grassroots is now. Okay. And it was a Christian coffee shop run by the guy that ran WJP. And after that, I moved away to Dothan. Oh. And I, I did some like church work up there, and then I was like, it's time to go back, but this time I'm going to Thomasville. Okay. And then my friend Dustin Mayno got me a job at Grassroots as a barista, and then I started roasting, and now I'm the roaster there, and they cannot get rid of me. <laughs> they tried. I was, when I was recording the introduction to this podcast, I started to say that you're a barista, and then I was like, maybe not. Also, yeah. is the, the, is there a masculine word for barista? It sounds a, a barrister. It's like <laughs> I think it's like a male it's a, lawyer. It's an attorney. In, yeah. yeah. You should say that though. So there's, you're a there's barrister. A, I've I've looked it up. A barristan. Okay. I just, just started just to record it and then I just deleted it because I was like baristo. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No, I like baristo. Um, I'm a customer service specialist. There at, we go. Grassroots and a roaster. I feel a little bit. Better, more better, more better about myself. <laughs> when you say a roaster, a ro- the roaster. Um. So you have lived here then for a pretty long time. Yeah. You've chosen to live in Thomasville. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I love Thomasville, and I'm always perplexed when I hear like it's usually younger people are like, yeah. "Can't wait to get out of Thomasville." I'm like, I've lived in Dallas, I've lived in Alabama. I don't recommend either of those things. <laughs> like Thomasville's my favorite place I've lived. That's so interesting. So I'm reading a book right now. We'll talk about it later when we talk about what we're reading right now. But it's about kind of formulating your home and in this kind of mobile world we're living in, like choosing to live in a place. And they say people are divided up into, I wrote it down, 
mobile, like people who just choose to move all the time, yeah. people who are stuck, and people who are rooted. And the difference between people who are stuck and people who are rooted are people who kind of feel forced to stay in a place yeah. versus people that choose to stay in a place. And it sounds like you've chosen to stay in Thompson. Definitely. I think, I think it's more about people than... The place itself, sure. I guess. Yeah, that makes but, sense. But I mean, Thomasville is definitely beautiful. Yeah. And it has the big oak that protects us from all dangers <laughs> of this world. I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes to the big oak so people yeah. can understand well, just how I mean, magical I'm, it is. I'm sure they know about everyone. <laughs> everyone knows the big oak. And their daily prayers, thanks to the big oak. Um, so you've got an entire day to spend in Thomasville. You've got the day off from grassroots. What do you do? I go to grassroots, <laughs> and everyone's like, what are you doing here? Yeah. I'm just hanging out. Uh, I like I like Cherokee Park. I I, I, used, I go jogging there. Okay. I'm doing Team Lean right now, but it's, I'm not doing great. <laughs> I mean, I'm not winning, but I'm not, like, failing. I You're think nice you, in the middle of the pack. That's yeah, good. You have to pay if you, like, gain weight, but so I haven't had to pay anything yet. All right. I'm not winning any money. So I try to go to Cherokee Park to jog. Okay. It just started getting kind of nice where you kind of want to actually go outside. I was about to say, now you kind of feel motivated too. Yeah. Except today it's already like the high is 88. I kind of yeah. want to go back. To I'm like... wearing flannel. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. I can't. It's a little too warm already for yeah. me. But I know, I know what you mean. Like you feel motivated. Yeah. Well, I probably, I mean, I, I live on a house on South Pine Tree. Okay. Uh, adjacent to my little nephews and they have like their trampoline out there. So I Probably throw Fun. stuff at them while they try to <laughs> dodge it time on the them. trampoline. Fun. Yeah, that's, I mean, I go. I love to go downtown. I go to the bookshelf. You are at the bookshelf. I harass Rebecca and buy greeting cards just for excuse to go in there. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just sort of wander around. So you are frequently in the bookshelf. That's why you're our customer of the month this mm. month. So when customer you customer of the oh year. decade, Rebecca yeah. told me decade. Decade. <laughs> uh, so which section in a bookstore do you visit first? Uh, always sci-fi, fantasy, nerd, hardcore nerd stuff. Okay. Um, very like sad puppy sort of thing. <laughs> have you heard? Have you heard the the controversy? No. Uh, we, I don't know if we want to open that can of worms, <laughs> but no, I'm surprised you haven't heard about no. this puppy stuff. What is this? Uh, well, there's this guy named Larry Carrera. Okay. I don't think I'm pronouncing that right, sure. but he is a sci-fi writer, sci-fi okay. fantasy writer, and he basically invented a voting block to kind of game the system of the Hugo Awards to... Okay sort of make sure more of like, I, I, I guess I'd say traditional, like really pulpy, like just mindless action novels got more represented instead of what he described as message oh. sort of literature, more left-wing. It, it became very politicized. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I did not know this. Yeah, no, it's one of the most interesting things <laughs> in the literary world right what now am if you're I doing? super nerd. <laughs> Yeah, but there's the sad puppies, and there's more radical, uh, rabid puppy. You've never heard of oh, God, I'm going to have to Google this I don't want to, like, put you on the spot or anything, no, but it's fascinating. I, okay, I've got to Google it. Now yeah. I look like a terrible bookstore. No, 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 no. Well, I, that was my sort of goal. 
if for my shelf, it's all like these like very nerdy. Your shelf is great. That's what yeah. I love about it. We'll talk about what's on it because um, it's different from, well, it's of course different from my personal reading taste, but I like it because it's putting maybe uh, putting on display books that are on our shelves but not frequently displayed. Um, so I wanted to talk to you about a few of your choices. I took a picture before before um, I came today. Um, tell me, I'll tell you one book that I really do want to read, Ready Player One. Yeah, uh, that book, I really like it. It's it's very sim simplistic, right? I don't know, I don't want to insult. Um, I don't remember who wrote it, but uh, he, uh, it's, it's gonna come to me. I just wrote, I just read his second novel. Actually, I didn't read it. I listened to the audiobook version, okay. which is narrated by uh, Will Wheaton. Okay. He's one of my favorites. Uh, can you say you read a book if you listen to the audiobook? Um, we talk about this frequently on the podcast because yeah. my husband pretty much only listens to books. I prefer you listened to it. I listened to it. <laughs> I listened to this book. Because I am a snob and I'm yeah. like, oh, does that count? I don't you know. You just say, I read it. And then you stop and say, well, I listened. I <laughs> yeah, listened correct. Overcorrect. Yeah. Um, what, what was I talking Oh, Ready Player One. He just wrote one called um, Armada. Yes. Which was good. It was all right. It wasn't, I didn't love it as much as I, I related very much to Ready Player One. Okay. And it's just, it's about a post-apocalyptic world where sort of corporations run everything and everyone sort of escapes the horrible realities by going to this virtual sort of world. And the guy that created it, uh, he, before, I think he died or something, he started this big treasure hunt. Okay. And he was obsessed with like 80s pop culture. So all the clues are related to like when he grow up, like these old 80s movies and music and video games like Pong and Pac-Man. Yeah. So the result was that everyone is sort of like obsessed and it's like has a resurgence and everyone like quotes all these movies all the times and these people are looking for this egg. It's, they're called egg hunters or gunters for short and it's just about this young kid that finally solves the first puzzle and starts this basically arms race between him and the other Gunters and this big evil corporation that wants to rule the virtual world. Okay. And you know, it's right up my alley. That <laughs> does. Sort of like video game references and... And 80s pop culture. Yeah. I think I might have to try it. I, I've heard a lot of good things about it and it strikes me as a nice kind of, I don't want to say middle of the road, but if I'm not ready to take the leap maybe too yeah. far into sci-fi, like I feel like it's still fantasy it's, enough. Yeah, it's very simple, like very, I, I no, you know, it's like greasy hamburger. In terms of literary, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, every so often, that's I think that's yeah. fine. Um, so, how did you decide what to put on your bookshelf at the bookshelf? <laughs> just I put all books I read in high school. <laughs> I, I'm, I reread frequently, so like these are all those are all just books that I loved, and um, I don't want to say that my personal loves are underrepresented at the bookshelf, but it's just. Very much that like old school sci-fi fantasy yeah. type thing. No, that's why I'm glad we have yeah. customers of the month because I I don't want to say underrepresented either because that would well speak. no yeah but but I do think sometimes there are books that we miss or that we just don't stock as regularly because yeah. nobody on our staff reads them or whatever so that's why I love getting customer recommendations because um, you all know other things that we don't know yeah. So. It's just it's pretty basic classic. A lot of a lot of old sci-fi and cl fantasy classics like uh, 
some C.S. Lewis is in there, Stephen King, of course. Um, I, I had to put some like actual literary classics like Les Miserables and yeah. Don Quixote just so I don't look like a total idiot. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to our world. That's what we bring <laughs> on our shelves. Make sure yeah. we sparse it out. Um, did you read the C.S. Lewis Space Trilogy? I never did. Oh, I'm surprised by that. Yeah, I, I was just... Oh, I think you would really, really like it. I, I, I know I would, but I just... Growing up, my mom used to read, like, A Horse and His Boy. That was her favorite. And yeah. so I just read the Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. The Space Trilogy, I was introduced to in college. And weirdly, so it was part of my great books, um, Honors College. And they only... The only required one was the third in the trilogy. So I, but you could, it was totally readable standalone, and I loved it. But I've never gone back and read the first two. So sometime I should do that. Maybe we'll do that in my super secret book club. I can't talk about. Yeah, I do want to talk about book clubs though, because so you are in our forever young adult book club, which yes. Rebecca kind of helps lead. I'm the only male member. Yeah, I wanted to talk about why men aren't in book clubs. Um, I don't know. Is that stereotypical? Is that just here? What? Why is that? Because I think a co-ed book club would be way more interesting. Sometimes. Definitely. <laughs> well, I see. I see. Mar. Like my first. Like you know, Marshall. Oh yeah. I, I would see him come in with just like a gaggle of ladies, and I was like, that. That's the coolest man. <laughs> Marshall's so one of respect. our favorite customers. Yeah, I love Marshall. And uh, yeah, and I'm the only male in this, but. I, we just started, maybe it's the subject matter, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. so the Forever Young Adult Book Club mostly reads YA literature, yes. um, but you guys have been meeting for about a year. You are a founding member, I believe. I was, yeah, charter member. Yeah, um, and so now it's top secret, but maybe you can allude to your own book club that you, so you kind of now have a passion for book clubs, can I say that? Yeah, I mean, book clubs are my life, I think that's fair to say. Um, <laughs> I kind of went through a phase where I wasn't reading as much. It was more about, um, I guess, video games, yeah. which is shameful. But so book club really got me motivated to start reading books again. Yeah. And because I sit back in the restroom three times a week and just sit there for eight hours, it's a lot of time for me to like listen to books and podcasts. Yeah. And so that this sort of helps motivate because I'm very lazy. But this book club that we just started, you know, it, it's going to be sort of, I think, it's, we sort of had a meeting to discuss like what we were interested in, me and a few other guys that wanted to remain anonymous. Uh, I think there's <laughs> the sort of like rock star types, they don't want their fans uh, sort of taking over. Sure, sure. But um, we are recruiting, we're very, very exclusionary. Uh, <laughs> You're closed. You're a closed book We're a closed group, but <laughs> submit your application and we'll consider it. And uh, first book we're reading is Dune. I saw that. It came in today. Yeah, yeah. I picked it up. Uh, right before I came here and I started reading it in high school and liked it but never finished it okay is this I is guess, why book clubs yeah, are great it's insane to <laughs> like something and not finish it but that's just sort of I think that's life yeah. sometimes so now you can go back and finish it yeah and the guys uh, and so far it's all guys but I mean we want to we want to co-edit it co yeah. up yeah but they wanted to they're like we've never read uh, the Lord of the Rings like I'm like, well, we will rectify that. Yeah. My husband just uh, finally, so he's been a fan forever, but he just read, I'm using air quotes because he listened <laughs> to them. Um, <laughs> so, so he just listened to them, read them for the first time. Um, 
But yeah, that sounds like a great... I love um, the book clubs that meet at the bookshelf. There's one co-ed one uh, that Marshall is in. And I love listening to them because I just feel like they have such diverse, interesting discussions. But that's what I love about book clubs is you can overhear some really great, yeah. great insights. Um, okay, so let's say you're a bookseller at the bookshelf for a mm-hmm. day. What books are you hand-selling to customers? Just the Bible. That's all, that's all <laughs> I can. Stick a in there. Yeah, that's all I can in good, in good conscience. So. Uh, no, I don't sell. Uh, I really love David Wong. Okay. Uh, I got him on my shelf right now. Yep. He wrote John Dies at the End and Futuristic Violence in Fancy Suits, I think it's called. Okay. Uh, but he's he's a great he's he's the editor of Cracked.com. Okay. Uh, and he's just got just like really sort of like funny, really dark sort of dark comedy. Okay. Uh, that sort of subversive. It, I like authors that really sort of drop those like knowledge bombs on you, but in an entertaining way. Yeah. Like Neil Stevenson, he's one of my favorite authors. He does the same thing. His book Cryptonomicon, like. You learn so much. Like, I'm never out to learn anything from reading. It's pure <laughs> entertainment, pure escapism for me. But yeah. I appreciate it when they like sneak those like interesting factoids in there. Yeah. And Neil Stevenson, David Wong, they definitely do some of that. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I would recommend Anathem by Neil Stevenson. Okay. Snow Crash, Cryptonomicon, Zodiac. Those are all Neil Stevenson. Okay. And that guy. I don't know if you know about that guy, but he like lives in a castle somewhere. He's training people in the arts of medieval combat so it can make a resurgence. He's going to turn into a video game. Oh my gosh, that's so interesting. (laughs) Yeah, and he's like riding to like fun this like, he's he's an interesting fella. I love that. Yeah. They make the best writers, I think. Um, Okay, you mentioned your mom reading to you. What made you fall in love with reading? Well, I was homeschooled a little bit growing up. Okay. And so there's... There's basically nothing to do. You have no friends. I mean, <laughs> no social life. This, yeah, this was before really the internet. Um, so it was either go play sports, which no one can do that. Um, that's not an option. Or just, you know, read. And I started out reading like the Cooper Kids books, okay. which were like, I think Frank Peretti wrote yeah. those for kids. I think you're right. And. Uh, the Chronicles of Narnia, and then I started reading some comic books, and just like you go to what was what was that old like Walden books or something like yeah, those old bookstores in the, mall. in the malls. And yeah, like, are they they even exist? They don't anymore? exist anymore. It makes me very sad, actually. I mean, I guess it's good for indie bookstores, <laughs> yeah. but but it's still sad. Um, yeah. so, so you've been reading since you were a kid. Yeah, it didn't take me long to get get in that. Like I. Was, I think at first I resisted it, but then it just took a little bit of that. Um, I think it just takes the right book. I yeah. feel like um, boys, too, sometimes get a bad rap as being reluctant readers, and I do I do see that in the bookshelf, but I think if you get the right one in their hands. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that that's the truth for anybody, really. Uh, you mentioned audiobooks, and I'm curious. I actually, I have tried to listen to audiobooks, and I can't do it. We, I've talked about it on the podcast before. Mm. But I love listening to podcasts, and I think you do too. Oh, yeah. So what do you like to listen to? Uh, I like, uh, in terms of, like, I'm, I'm into, like, networks and stuff, like the okay. Maximum Fun Podcast Network. Okay. Uh, I love My Brother, My Brother and Me. That's one of my Yeah, I've favorite. heard of that one. I have not listened to it. Very, but... very good. Okay. Um, 
that's comedy. I like uh, Comedy Bang Bang, yeah. which is on the uh, Earwolf Network. Um, I also like some scary one. Scary. I'm doing now. I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> we have to say audio it. Audio visual <laughs> medium. This is not a video podcast. <laughs> Uh, but I like uh, Black Take Logs, which Rebecca actually turned me on to, and then Limetown is another... Oh, yeah, okay, so I tried Limetown, because yeah. somebody recommended yeah. it. I don't like it. I didn't like it as much as Black Tapes. Okay. But... I, uh, Limetown came highly recommended to mm -hmm. me, and I just... I listened to two... Oh, I don't know, I just couldn't get into it. It felt a little fakey. I mean, I yeah. know it is. <laughs> well, do we? They like to psych you out. That's true. Maybe it's not fake. But it just felt really know. dramatized. Did you listen to the Black Tape? I once? haven't. Maybe I should. It's fair. I'd say that Limetown is actually a little more produced than even Black Tape. But the main character in Black Tape Blogs just sounds so much like that uh, This American Life type oh, See, that's what I want, yeah. really, like, rang true to me. Okay, that's what I'm interested in. Yeah. But it's getting very, it's very dramatic. It's getting more and more, like, personal and not like... Okay. Like, you know, they kind of present it as a documentary, but now right. they're like... Oh, he's got dreamy eyes, and you're like, oh. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Yeah. You've changed tones. <laughs> okay, yes. so you've listened to quite a few podcasts. Um, I'm going to have to write these down. I'll put a link in the show mm -hmm. notes to some of these, too, for other people. Okay, best part about life in the South. Hmm. You obviously like it. You stick. You stuck around. Yeah, I guess there's a certain pace, a pacing to life down here that I yeah. kind of like. Uh, people are friend friendlier. I don't want to fall into like stereotypes or anything. No, I think that's kind of true. I always tell the story. So I went to college in Alabama, in Montgomery. So I always would drive through Dothan. Uh, but I went to college in Montgomery, and I'm from Tallahassee originally. And I'm a fairly quiet person. And I remember walking around this very tiny. I went to a small Christian liberal arts college, and people spoke to me without me speaking to them first and it was very i was like what <laughs> is happening yes and i thought it was fake at first it was so nice that i thought it wasn't real and then the longer i went to school there the more i realized no this is just what southerners do like <laughs> they just talk to strangers um and i kind of i wound up i wound up being comforted by it later but at yeah. first it was almost distracting like Really? I don't think this is real. And then I realized, no, it's totally genuine. And I think, I don't think Thomas was quite as extroverted about it. Um, Jordan and I frequently have that conversation. He's from Alabama. I think Alabamians are a unique, yeah. <laughs> a unique breed. Um, and I don't think Georgians are quite as extroverted about it, generally speaking. But yeah, I think, I think friendlier. That might be a stereotype, but it's one that's kind of true. Yeah, and I think Georgians are a little more genteel, right? Yeah, like, that's a good way to put it. I don't want to say reserved, but and I don't want to say arrogant, but definitely a lot of Georgian pride. I think we're yeah. the pride of the South, right? <laughs> yeah, they okay. That does. I like the genteel. That's a good way to put genteel. it because I've been trying to put my finger on it for the past two years <laughs> that I've lived here. So maybe you just I've just had a just, breakthrough. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, okay, one question I always ask people who have been on the podcast: What are you reading right now? Well, I just, uh, I just finished Saga, which is okay. a graphic novel that oh, I yeah. recommend. I, I like that uh, the bookshelf just started carrying. I think Chris was responsible yeah. for bringing some of those in, which I love graphic Good. novels. 
Uh, Hark of Vagrant's a really good one that's in there now. Okay. Uh, but I just started reading Dune. I read, oh, right. I read like chapter one, like just sitting there. Yeah. It's just like, hey, he's going to ask me this. I've got to be reading something. <laughs> I'm like kind of in between books right now. Yeah, that is a question um, I always ask. But uh, I'm supposed to be reading one for the young, Forever Young Adult Book Club, but I haven't picked it up yet. What are y'all reading right now in that book club? It's called like The Salty Tears of Sorrow or something. The Salt of the Sea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got your back. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> Which we all we vote for which audiobook we or which audiobook <laughs> oh god which book we want whoa, which, whoa. which book we want to listen to with our ears <laughs> um, and and I, I always vote for the just the worst pulpiest most like no, turn your brain off and just put this in your eyes book and I I usually lose. <laughs> I try to sort of like subtly manipulate everyone else, um, which and they now you not appreciate, <laughs> yeah. so that you can brainwash your own yeah. group. Uh, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah, not, I wouldn't describe the salt in the sea as a pulpy. <laughs> no, it's very like World War Two. We're all gonna die in the end, sort of. Is yeah. That's what it seemed like to me. Yeah. But I haven't talked to the to the others if they they've enjoyed it or not it's she wrote between shades of gray which i always feel kind of sorry for her because that was a ya book i think it was very popular it may have even won awards when it came out but it also came out at the same time as 50 shades of gray (laughs) and i just i just feel like there's gotta have been there there should have been some or i bet there was confusion there or Um, maybe it helped (laughs) that's true maybe it helped her (laughs) i think ruth septis is her name yeah um so anyway this new book does look good but i have not read either of hers um, yeah. And I kind of count on the Forever Young Adult Book Club um, because I don't read a ton of YA myself. I try to yeah. read one a month, but I kind of count on that book club to educate me on Yeah, well, YA when lit. you think about YA, you think like Harry Potter and maybe Twilight if you're that sort of person. Yeah. Percy Jackson. I don't know. Maybe that's a little younger than YA, but... Middle reader, YA, there's, there's yeah. There's a lot... A lot out there that I would never have heard of. Yeah. And there have been some real gems, but also some, really some very <laughs> dismaying. It's the opposite of gems. Uh, yeah, uh, ter- terrifying. Something. So some I don't of know. Them what are terrifying in their blandness. Yeah, I remember stocking the YA section because we've kind of expanded that section, and for I will say it's kind of gotten a little better because at first it was just all. Just even the graphics, they were just all black yeah. books, like nothing. Scary, it, scary faces. Yes, all so bleak. Um, it's very Twilight inspired, I guess. Yeah, I think, well, I think um, that kind of is what launched it because I almost feel a little, well, I feel old saying this, but I don't think why literature existed when I was in high school. Like you just read yeah. Middle Reader or you read grown-up books. Like yeah. it wasn't really an in-between. Um, and I can't decide quite what I think about why literature sometimes. Um, some really great stuff in there and some really like really almost like parasitic stuff yeah like you can tell some of the books i've read it's just like you can tell this guy is like definitely trying to appeal to a certain demographic that he does not belong to (laughs) he would not read this book for pleasure but he's gonna make it into like he's gonna sell the movie rights he's trying real hard yeah he's gonna get it's like this is like almost like cash grab yeah well i think yeah i think that happens a lot yeah 
Mm. Well, Payne, I feel like we've talked about book clubs, we've talked about life in Thomasville and what we're reading right now, so I feel like you've given us plenty to go. Now I feel like yeah. I've been given homework. I have some things to Google. Some, yeah, some <laughs> so, podcasts. Yeah, some podcasts to go listen to. So thanks for coming on From the Front Porch today, and thanks for being our customer of the month. Yeah, thanks. I love the bookshelf. Yeah, um, and we love you. Thanks. (laughs) Um, You can catch full episodes of From the Front Porch on our store website, (laughs) www.bookshelfthomasville.com. Are you there the music press? (laughs) I don't even have to edit it in. Um, And you can check us out on iTunes or on Instagram and Twitter at Bookshelf Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.